1: few years ago i worked for a company um riley that were littered with management on a project right too much management and less people that actually working under them and i'm telling you now the decision making at that that, on that project i was working on was horrendous because there was just so many people that had an input on a decision that effectively no decisions ever really got made so something that could have should have taken half an hour to decide took sometimes like a month because there was just constant debates of what to do, what to do. And effectively, it just hindered the project. I'm really starting to feel that that is what's happening at West Ham at the moment, that we have got a situation where we've got an owner that's desperately trying to keep the manager happy for whatever reason, but desperately trying to keep David Moyes happy. He's Tim been trying to keep him happy by giving him this role. And you just get the feeling that there's massive problems at the club. Now, um, the reason we're obviously doing this video is because there's a lot of rumours circulating at the moment. Uh, and in fact, there's actually been quite some significant articles that have now since come out regarding the relationship between David Moyes and Tim Styrton. Um, Firstly, Riley, it was something we, we were worried about early on when Stuyton was appointed. We felt that there was going to likely to be a problem because of David Moyes' stance. We know how David Moyes operates. He's a really stubborn man and likes to work you know, his own way and he picks his players and he's, he's very much his own man. Um, but, and it doesn't feel like, you know, that's coming to fruition. The question is, Riley, as I'm going to put to you, what is the purpose, do you think, of bringing Styrton in? Is, is, it, is, this back, is this backfiring or or, or sh- have we done the right thing? Because I'm actually starting to think now this whole appointment is probably the wrong way to go if we're going to keep David Moyes. That's just the way I see it. What's your thoughts on it?
0: Well, um, Tim Stalin was brought in to bring in this sort of, you know, the, the, the buy Leverkusen model, which was to buy young, exciting players, very similar to the uh, RB Leipzig model um, and the sort of players that we knew that Steinen was going was gonna to bring up and try and bring to the club. It's clear that we want to go in the direction of, we don't want to buy has-beens, we don't want to buy old players for big prices, you want to buy young players with good resale value, which is why mm. we bought Tim Stein to the club. Now, you look at the players that Tim Steinen is um, offering to us, right, so and you look at the difference between Moyes, so you've got Alvarez at CDM, and then Moyes, you've got McTominay. You've got Jonathan Tarr at centre-back. You've got Maguire on Moyes' side. You know, there's such different players. There's such different value. There's such different, you know... You've got McTominay who's basically... uh, You're taking a risk on him, you know, because he's not performed that well for Man United. He's going to be quite expensive because of English taxes, Man United rivals all that sort of stuff. You've got Mm. Alvarez, who's a young, exciting player, wanted by Borussia Dortmund, for Christ's sake. I mean, this is one of the top clubs in Europe, um, and... Then you also look at Harry Maguire. Again, you're going to take a risk on him. Is he going to perform as well as he did at Leicester? Is he going to still do his Man United ways? You've got someone like Jonathan Tarr, who, yeah, fair enough, he's not young, but you know you know what you get with him. You know, He's a good player and he's got a good resale value. Someone like Taylor Harbour-Bellis as well, a player mm. for the future. Um, and I just think there's such ostracising different, you know, it's, it seems like two different clubs. You know? You've got two different sort of weird transfer strategies. And, and for me, I don't really know who to blame. You know, do you blame the club? For bringing in someone like Tim Stardin, when you know that David Moyes is going to want to bring in, mm. you know, we know we know what he likes to recruit. He likes to recruit local, he likes championship players, Premier League players, and if he's feeling really adventurous and exotic, mm. he'll you know leap over the border to France. But you know, other than that, he he pretty much sticks to England. Yeah, and then you've also got you know Tim Stardin, who obviously likes to buy young, exotic players from different countries mm. uh, who are going to have good resale value. So, do you blame the club for trying to bring in? Tim Stidham, when you know that's not what Moyes wants to do, or do you blame David Moyes for not getting with the program and not because at the end of the day, the you know Tim Stidham's role, I think is a lot more concrete than David Moyes' role at the moment. I think that his role at the club has more of a, a future in it and has you know I feel like your director uh, doesn't change as often as your manager does. You know what I mean? So mm, mm. the way I see it, you should be saying to the manager that he's come in to yeah. give the club a certain direction you should have the manager in to accompany the director. You shouldn't have the director come in to help and to sort of, you know, feed into what the manager wants to do. The manager needs to decide with the group of players that your director presents to you, because it's what the club wants, it's the direction the club wants to take you forward in, which Mm. of those players he would be able to use. And if he doesn't want to use any of those players, then you need to get rid of the manager, not the director. So I don't really know what's going on. I don't really see the point in appointing him and I think that if David Moyes doesn't get with the programme, then you have to look at maybe bringing in a manager who will. Yeah,
1: that was actually interesting you said that because that was actually going to be my, one of my questions to you was who's in a more stronger position. It's a really strange one to take because it's almost like it's like David Moyes all of a sudden. He's a little become a little bit untouchable in, in David Sullivan's eyes. He's like he can't get rid of him because of this trophy win. He doesn't know what to do. And this is why we seem to be desperately trying to appease David Moyes. It's why, if anything, it feels like Tim Styton's being ignored at the moment from, from what we can see because we seem to be going gung-ho for players that we can't get anyway because we're going in too low. But all these players, as you've just mentioned, all seem to be David Moyes-type players. We're not going for anybody else. So I'm struggling to understand what, what the situation is. Dave, David Sullivan seems to be trying to sit sort of midway in the, in the mid, position here, sitting on the fence. He doesn't know where to go. He's he's trying, like you say, he's he's appointed Tim Steyton because he wanted this Brentford-Brighton model, this this young up-and-coming guy that goes out and picks out, was he the pearl diver that's going to go and find these jewels all across Europe and make West Ham this young, exciting team. And then if they do do so well, we can then sell these players on for massive profits and then go and invest it further in the squad. Great. I'm really all for that. And that's about time we started thinking that way. But then at the same time, he's then appeasing a manager that's got the, the as you've said the polar opposite view of that. He's got no interest in young, up and coming, youthful players from Brazil and all that. He doesn't care. He's not interested. He wants proven Premier League. No, no, I know, know, know what I'm you know, does, does with say I'm gonna get I want to get a centre back in that knows the Premier League. Right, Maguire, he knows the drill, he'll get him in. I've got and also look, I've got no real problem with either of that. I kind of get that because. That's David Moyes' position. Like, you can't have a go at David Moyes and say how disgusting of him to have that view. Well, that's always been his view. That's the way he manages teams. He doesn't like getting unproven players in. He just doesn't do it. So David Sullivan, for some whatever reason, is once again showing some incompetence and poor decision-making because... Effectively now, we're we're in, a, we're in the halfway house. We don't know what to do. We're trying to adopt this. Like you've said, we're trying to adopt this model, Leipzig model, while we've got a manager in place that's got absolutely no desire to have a Leipzig model. So you've got to do one or the other. And at the moment, it seems like we're trying to do both. And it, this is why everything's so muddled at the moment. This,
0: well, this like, is- I, do, I do get it in a way because... I think with, with David Moyes, he's he's thinking about the short term. He's thinking, what's yeah. going to get me to keep my job in the next year is going to yeah. get me a contract to give me the future. So I do think as well, one thing the club is missing here is that they've not said to David Moyes, right, you're on this season. We're going to give you three years, uh, mm. you know, a three-year contract, long contract. Um, we're starting afresh. Last season's forgotten. Let's see what you can do. He's got yeah. a year. So for him to sit there and, and take a punt on some of Tim Starlin's players, because yes, they're young and exciting, but that doesn't mean mm. they're going to be as good as, oh, you know, yeah. When, yeah. when you sign them, it doesn't mean they're going to be a guaranteed success story. You know what I mean? So mm, it feels mm. like Tim Steiden is here for the future to build a future for West Ham and David Moyes. Yeah. And to be honest, you can't really blame him too much. is thinking what is going to get me to keep my job in the next year that is then going to get me a contract that is then going to get me to the future of West Ham. He's mm. thinking about the short term. He's thinking about sure things started thinking about the future. And it's just not a marriage at all. I, I agree. I, I, I've, it's, and you're right. Everything you say there is correct.
1: I, I, I do think that you've got... I, I don't blame David Moyes at all for that, because you're right. If David Moyes, why would he care about what West Ham are going to be doing in two or three years' time if he's got no contract beyond that period? All he's going to care about is the next 12 months in his life, and he doesn't care beyond that point of West Ham. We've seen it with other managers have done that, even like the best in the game. Sir Alex Ferguson did it at Manchester United. When he knew that he started, his days were coming to an end, he didn't invest at all in that squad in terms of youth. He just basically had a very ageing squad because he knew this team would probably win me the league because they're good enough. But realistically, they haven't got much legs left in them. And they left Manchester United in a bit of a vulnerable position. And let's be honest, it's yeah, yeah, taken a totally. long time to recover. And David Moyes is probably going to have that same mindset thinking, well, I don't care if we spend 30 million pounds on Maguire. He might be well overpriced, but I don't give a shit. I've got my defender in. He knows what he's doing. I can trust his pair of hands, And that's what I'm going to do across the ball. That's why I'm going to get James Ward-Prowse in. Yes, he's aging a bit, but I'm happy to pay loads of money for him. And you're right. And so the, the club of, it's, it's really, it boils down to David Sullivan because David Sullivan ultimately is the decision maker. What I'm struggling to get my, head around with Sullivan is why he seems so reluctant to release Moyes from this position because it's not like David Sullivan hasn't sacked people before it's not like David Sullivan sacked David Moyes before he's done this so why is he so frightened to do it what is the problem why don't you just say thank you David cheers mate thank you so much for all the work you've done you got us back into Europe we're gonna go a different direction now you're either on board or you're not and David Moyes clearly isn't on board. He's going to say, well, no, 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 I don't want someone telling me what players I'm having and this young lad from bloody Argentina who's 18 is going to be your new left-back. He might be going, oh, I ain't doing that. But I'm sure there'll be managers out there that will work like that. And so that's what West Ham have to do. I actually do think that this is actually going in a direction where it is going to be down one or the other. It does feel like that. and totally. It's a, it's quite worrying because in the fact we're having this conversation two weeks before a season kicks off, it's really worrying. what well, been like the job all week, and he? I hey, say again. I'm sure he's only been in the job like a week as well, and he likes oh, to less, than month, less than a month. Less than a month he's been in the job, and he, I mean he must be scratching his head thinking, "What on earth fuck I decide?" And they, that's the other that's the other point I'd like to understand is what happened with regards to the appointment because if David Sullivan is having conversations with Stuyton, which obviously he has been to get him in, in, employed at the club, was David Moyes involved in those conversations? You'd like to think probably was, so. What was said? What was decided? What assurances was um, was Steiton given to be given this job? Don't forget Steiton came this, um took this job on when Liverpool were after him. Manchester United inquired about him. I think Chelsea had inquired. Tottenham were also as well. him. Absolutely. So these are like top... It's not as if he didn't have choices. He's, he's picked West Ham. And you'd like to think he picked West Ham because of the excitement of the project, And the excitement of, you know, we're going to give you this amount of money, Tim. This is your pot of money to go out there and spend and go and build this squad. He's probably thinking lovely jubbly. And now he's coming to the job and he's got a manager working under him going, no, 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 I don't want him. No, I'm not interested. I want him. I want that 30 year old from Man United. And he's thinking, well, hang on, this is not what I was told. It's very, very strange. And one way or another, it needs resolving because this transfer window appears to be, you know suffering because of it and what's worrying Riley is because we there was original there was news come out originally from 90 minutes um uh last week regarding Tim Steiton could walk away from West Ham I think a lot of people took it with a pinch of salt because no disrespect to 90 minutes they're a decent brand but I think sometimes with regards to their news sometimes it could be a little bit exaggerated let's say at times um so I, you know I didn't want to take it too much um interest in it that much but I always think there's a little bit of no smoke about fire. they have got it from some that someone said something, and then obviously now the worrying aspect is we've had now an article I'm out from Jacob Steinberg, which is not saying that started to walk. It kind of alluded to it a little bit that he could possibly leave, but but basically confirming that there's a lot of problems at West Ham. That, that he's very that, credible. Yeah, yeah, very credible journalist. Very close and and got good sources. So. XWH employees is going to report on it. And I think that's going to be coming out tomorrow in the podcast um, about what's going on. But, it, you know, the signs aren't good, mate. They're not good. They, they, we're looking at a situation here where... I mean, can you imagine if Stardust walked away from West Ham after a month? I mean... It'd be catastrophic. It would. It would be one of the most embarrassing scenarios at West Ham's ever happened, that we hire a surely, technical director that's sought after in Europe, and he doesn't last a month at the club because he can't work under the conditions.
0: But surely, and, if it came down to that, like he would, like they would choose for Mois to walk like Surely, because I think people are yeah. getting like started mixed up with a scout. Like he's not a scout. He's not. He doesn't mm. go to these football matches and pick out players and says. Oh, David Moyes like just you know going to creep into the little uh, his little office. Oh, I think you should maybe sign this player, like if, if you want to, if you want like. No, he's there because he's choosing the players that we need to sign for the future. He's there because he's making the ultimate decisions. And then yeah. the manager, obviously, it's got to be a bit of a marriage. Like if, if David Moyes was to turn around and say to what, like, oh, I like these targets, but to be honest, that one he just won't fit my system. He won't do mm. what we need. like at the end of the day, he knows David Moyes' system. He knows the players that we need for that system. He's going to go mm. out and get the best possible deal, the best possible person for the club. And then David yeah. Moyes just said, well, no, I, I, I still really fancy him. Like, it's not, it's not how it works. I feel mm. like he, starting is in a more concrete position in the club than a manager. Like you're very much less likely to sack your technical director than you are your manager. And yet somehow David Moyes has the final say in all of this. And it, who's going to budge first? Cause it won't be David Moyes. You know, no. I, I think he'd quite happily lose his job rather than sign some of these players that started yeah. to try and push onto him. So and I, I don't know what's going to happen because how can the club sit there when Stalin's got these options, which are 10, 15 million pounds cheaper, younger, probably better for the future, you know, maybe come to an agreement, say, look, I want, you know, a veteran in my midfield because we're going for a big transitional period. But if you want to mm. sign a young, exciting centre back, I can take a punt on that. You know, is there going to be any sort of middle way? Because to me, it just seems like David Moyes is saying, no, I'm not going to play him. If you sign him, I'm not going to play him. Um, he said the same to Alex Scott, didn't he? He said, "Well, you know, if, yeah. if you come here, then you're not going to get any minutes when you're putting out people like Thomas Suchek and Flynn Downs. There's no mm. to Flynn Downs, but there's no way you're telling me Alex Scott won't have a chance of getting in that team when he's one of the best players and midfielders in the championship last year. It's just, it's crazy to me. So I think someone's got to go, and if it's not David Moyes, then why would it be Stiden?
1: I agree. I think, well, what, what, it's got to be resolved. Someone on the line, they've got to sort this out. Um, and it, it, as you say, David Moyes, we, we clearly see, is a very stubborn man. The, 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 what um, Steinberg reported was that um, basically in time, he's struggling to finding David Moyes very hard work. And basically, like just echoing what you just said there, right, he's basically saying no to every suggestion. Everything he's bringing to the table, he's just putting a no. And, and what I don't like is the suggestion that David Moyes is saying, well, if you sign that player, I'm not going to play them. Now, for me, that's like, that's pretty much a sackable offence in my eyes, really, because that's just a rude stance and wrong way to behave. And it's almost like David Moyes is becoming too powerful at the club. They need to stop this and say, hang on. No, 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 like, this isn't the plan. This isn't the direction of the football club. And he needs to get on board or get rid of him. I mean, I, I, I don't see this ending well. If, if this is all true, obviously, we, we are kind of speculating. We don't know the exact facts. And ex-WH employees going to provide more information on it. My, my thoughts on it are though, Riley, that that's the first thing. We need to know what the situation is first. We need to exactly know what's happening because as much as we're getting all these rumours and talks about what's happening and I'm sure there is some truth to it, we don't really know the ins and outs and whether, I mean, they maybe they do get on quite well and they're okay with each other, but it's just that they're struggling to narrow down on targets or something. And it's probably not as serious as that. I don't know, but it is worrying. But I'll be honest, I'm really worried. I, I'm starting to become very concerned now of the situation of the football club. It feels like we're in a real mess and it kind of adds up when you look at the transfer dealings. I was, I was watching an interview yesterday and it was, um, it was regarding uh, Brighton, the Casiedo um, links going to Chelsea. Uh, and De Zerbe was in an interview afterwards, uh, after their pre-season game, and he was asked by a reporter, right, oh, what's going on with Casiedo? He went, yeah, yeah, you know, obviously he still played play well today, blah, 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 blah. He's still part of my plans. However, if he's to go to Chelsea, we're not worried because we know who the replacement is going to be. That, that's how a club operates. West Ham United don't have ever operate like that. We just operate in such a shambolic Sullivan way.
0: Sullivan flogged him on Talksport. I mean, like he literally no. came out and said, "Oh, we're selling Declan Rice as it happens on Talksport a National no, Radio." No. Oh, no. And we don't I even mean, know who's replacing. Two
1: weeks the start of the season, we still don't know who Declan Rice's replacement is. We still don't know. It's a shambles of a club, and we was hoping that Stierton would be that refreshing, you know, new advisor that would get, get this. Sort of, that's how we want to operate. And I, I know who we're getting in. I know who Debra Rice's replacement is. I know if we lose Ben, if we, if we lose Paquetta next time, I don't worry. I know exactly who we're getting in. He's going to be it could be as just good as or even better. That's how we want to be. Um and David Moyes, as we see, just doesn't operate like that at all, does he? That's absolutely. Um if if these rumours are true, in my opinion, then in, in terms of Styleton and Moyes, then there has to be a it needs to sort in. My feeling is if it, if that is the case and Moyes and him aren't getting on, then Moyes has to walk because the club has to move in the right direction and at the moment David Moyes seems to be hindering West Ham actually uh, massively, I think this stubbornness is becoming a bit of a joke and we've seen it we've been talking about it for a long time, all of last season his stubbornness um, and as I said I'm sure that uh, Tim Steiton would have given been given assurances in his role, I, I, he wouldn't have taken this job on with, on the basis saying well by the way every single choice that you make the manager makes the ultimate to say surely he wouldn't have taken the job on that basis, I'm sure he wouldn't have done Um, And it's just a big week ahead, mate.
0: Um, What what are your thoughts on it to to wrap up the video? Where where do you think this is going to end up? Um, Well, to be honest, mate, I'm not too worried because I think West Ham always have a shambolic window. We're always like the last person to sign a player, but we do tend to get our business done quite late in the window. Probably not our first choice players, but we do end up getting some signings over the line. I, I can't see a scenario where we go into this season and we simply just don't sign players. You know, I think we will get desperate. We will sign players. Whether they're the right players or not, I'm not sure. But mm. um, it's hard. It's a hard situation because I don't think they're going to sack David Moyes. I don't think David Moyes is going to back down. I don't see any reason why Tim Stardin should back down either, to be honest. Like, like you said, he's been brought into the club to bring it in a direction and, and bring these players to light. So... I don't know. If I was Sullivan right now, I'd basically just say to them, look, you need to put your egos aside and basically just sort something out because the season starts in two weeks. You know, Mm. like just sign sign a bloody player. You know, so And I just think that, you know, like I said, the the way it should be is, right, here's where I'm willing to take a a chance on a player that you suggest. Here's where I need need to be absolutely one million percent assured that the player I'm going to bring in is Premier League proven. He's not going to take time to settle in. He's not going to take six months to settle in because I can't afford six months. You know, that's Mm. why I'd say if I was David Moyes, I'd say, look, I don't mind having a cool little centre-back. I don't mind having a cool little winger that that might be a bit tricky. But my midfield, I want an assured midfielder and my number one target is McTominay. I might not agree with that as a Mm. football fan and and for the club, you know, I'd much rather go for other options. But I think we've got to to find some sort of middle way. And I don't Mm. see Sullivan sacking David Moyes, even though that, that is the right choice. You know, he's not going with the direction of the club. He doesn't really care too much about the short-term future West Ham. And, you know, who can blame him? At the end of the day, it's his job, you know. He's got to do whatever it takes to keep his job for the next year because it may well be his last job in f- football. But I'm not too worried about it. Uh, But I just don't think we're going to get the right players. And to be honest, I do think David Moyes will become the victor out of this situation. I think his stubbornness, the fact that he's the manager, the fact that at the end of the day, you know, he's the one who chooses the first 11, no matter who they sign. I can imagine Sullivan saying something along the lines of, look, you've tried but if this is who David wants this is who I'm going to get because he's the manager so I think he will ultimately win in the end but if it were me I would honestly sack David Moyes and I know it sounds a little bit controversial and before before your season but the the thing that I worry about is we're going to have this big summer of who do we sign who do we not sign and then two months into the season if he's not performing we sack him and then we've wasted that whole summer we've wasted that whole preseason. we basically Mm. write off a whole nother season when we could have brought in a new manager, we could have got the players we wanted to get, and then we're basically in the shit. So that's the thing I worry about with keeping David Moyes and letting him win in this scenario. But mm. I do think he will win and his stubbornness will prevail.
1: Unfortunately, I, I, I do think you probably are. I, I In terms of... For this transfer window, you do feel like... It seems like the club are going out to David Moyes signing at the moment. I, I, that seems to be the way. Whether that means they're, they're trying to do that and then they're going to go, see, David, we are trying, mate. It's not works. We're now going to go in a direction. But let's be honest, if that is the case, they better pull their bloody finger out because we've got two weeks to go, less than two weeks, in fact, and crazy. We are crazy. no closer. It's crazy. Absolute crazy way that we're operating at the moment. And it's, it's a mess. The, the, the situation is a, is a real mess. And this club needs to sort it out fast because if if we are in another you know, relegation battle this season, it, it, it's it's unthinkable You know, from a club that, that was supposed to be pushing for top six, top four a couple of years ago, really trying to back knock on that door and had a dire season last year. Yes, we won a trophy, which is outstanding, brilliant, more than happy with that. But our domestic form can't be ignored. It was terrible. And we can't have another season like that. And and, and dare I say it, mate, things aren't looking good. Like I, I'm not going into this at all at the moment feeling optimistic. I was, at the beginning of the summer, I really thought West Ham, especially getting started, I thought, well, here we go, this is going to be an exciting summer for us. It's turning out to be a worrying one and the noises from the club at the moment are not good. Um, but look, let's wait and see the facts. Let's, um, let's see what comes from an ex employee. But one thing for certain, Riley, this week ahead is a bloody crucial one. <laughs>
0: Podcast Network.